See, that's the ground rule. That's that's the, the base. That's where you have to be starting from. And train yourself to fully listen throughout the discussion. You're right, Steve, because once that fails, all else fails. Mm. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you brought that back around. Um, well, I'm the sorry. thing is, yeah. people don't people aren't aware for the most part. You can train yourself to be a better listener. Part of that is learning when you're listening to anybody, the, the the barista, your colleague, your coworker, your kid. It doesn't matter. Whenever you're listening to anybody, instead of formulating your next point or what you have to say or whatever, listen for what else could they tell me about that. Mm. And a great follow up is simply tell me more. Mm-hmm. I, that yeah. then you're you're learning, you're training yourself. Am I listening? This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson shares with us her magic formula on how to stop just about any argument. Seriously, she has one. It's a little bit more complicated than it initially sounds, which is why you have to listen to the whole thing. But it is magic, I promise. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. How are you? Hi, Steve. Well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, so, Noelle is a relationship expert, a po- expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many best-selling books. Um, her most recent book is, a uh, relationship book, I should say, is Your Man is Wonderful. Um, can I can I say what, because this will come out after the new one's going to be out, can I mention it, Noelle, or do you want to sure. mention it? So, uh, Noelle has written a book about COVID-19. Um, do you want to say something really quick? Uh, because well, I'd like to give the, the title and the subtitle because it really says everything that the book is about. Okay, perfect. The title is, I Survived COVID-19, What Now? And the subtitle is, Finding Happiness and Success in a Post-COVID World. Love it. I can't wait. Uh, I So um, by the time you're listening to this episode, the book will have been out um, and I will uh, share links on our website and I know we're going to do a follow up on this in the future. So, uh, but check that out and you can get more information um, at Noelle's website, noellenelson.com. Um, okay. So we are going to talk about how to start, stop arguments in its tracks. Uh, so this is an, a very intriguing uh, topic. And considering that sometimes arguments between uh, spouses specifically can go on for not just on and on, but they can go on for years. Um, how, how do you stop an argument in its tracks? I'm going to give you a magic formula. I rarely do this, but okay. this is a magic formula, right? <laughs> okay. And it's called, you're right. Hmm. That's all. You can stop any argument with anyone in their tracks simply by saying, you're right. 
I stopped you from speaking entirely. I, I love that. I can absolutely see how it works. Um, Mm -hmm. my initial reaction, um, because I have, I would say arguments with, um, some friends of mine, uh, ongoing that seem to be ongoing. And one of the reasons that they're ongoing is because I know I'm right. It's Mm -hmm. not. So saying you're right would be really tough. Does it apply in that scenario? Of course it would, but we have to do the follow-up and how it unfolds. Okay. Because Because just saying you're right (laughs) and going away isn't going to work. Right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Because as you said, there are arguments, many, most, in which we feel we are right. right. So to say you're right and leave it at that without going any further into it is not going to work. And then I, you know, to add to that, I think a lot of times when you say, you know what, you're right. That sounds mocking. Um, how is this not mocking? It absolutely sounds mocking. And so often you'll get the person saying to you, you know, your spouse or or, or a friend, whatever, ah, come on, don't be sarcastic with me or cut it out or something. Mm -hmm. And that's the point at which you get to start the unfolding of what your right really means. Okay. That would be to say something along the line, Steve, no, no, I'm not mocking you. I just realized that I wasn't actually fully listening to what you're saying. I was so busy defending myself, defending my position, thinking about how right I am, that that I, I wasn't really even listening. So tell you what, let's take a breath and can we start over? Mm. So um, you're basically trying to hit a reset button on the entire conversation with a clean yes. slate at that point. Okay. Yes. And it's very important. Now, this is this is a, a this needs to be practiced for those of us who have a smart mouth like me, <laughs> which is to learn to say you're right, neutrally, mm-hmm. not like you showed a little earlier. You're right. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. No. You you have to say it with a neutral tone right off the bat, because if you go yeah you're right and then they go you're mocking me you'd have to say yes I am, <laughs> and that's not the point. It's a very neutral reset. Okay. So, and and that's actually a really important point because it's so easy to have the inflection in our voice, um, many times unintentionally. And so to be aware when you deliver that you're right, uh, and the intent, what you intend to do with it, which is to reset the conversation is, is so vitally important, I think in this scenario. So that's, that's a great point to highlight. It absolutely is. I remember when I was a kid overhearing my parents argue, mm-hmm. and they were a, a terrific couple. They they rarely argued. But my father, who did not like conflict, and my mother, who was perfectly happy to be in conflict, my father would end it by saying, you're right, you're right, you're right. He didn't mm-hmm. mean it at all. Mm-hmm. But he just didn't, didn't know how else to end the conflict. So that's not the point of this particular you're right. Yes, you're going to want to end the conflict. You're going to stop it in its tracks, but you will need to do, if you will, this sequence of steps starting with, you got to say it neutrally. You can't do what my dad did. You can't go, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You can't do that. You got to go, you're right. And what you said, Steve, is is right on target, which is it's the intention behind what you're saying that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, it's I think the other part of this is your 
you're not stopping the conversation. You're restarting the conversation because Correct. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's stopping it. That will stop it. <laughs> sure. Um, oh yeah. But it's definitely not going to restart it. It's over. It's dead. Um, well, and then or, that or, or it's ongoing, will right? Continue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then, it will. then you have that same argument again. It's not, um, you have, you have failed to clean, clean the slate as it were, which is what the whole the, point of this. Yes. And I think the word you use reset is the best possible word. Reset. Yes. Mm. We're starting from a completely different place here. Uh, okay. So let's talk about that. So you have started the conversation over now. What? Look for common ground. Now that sounds almost impossible, but it's not. For example, let's take the classic argument because it's really an easy one to work with, which is the budget, right? Mm -hmm. One of you overspends, the other one is nagging about that, whatever, but it's, it's that issue. Now, common ground would be we both want the finances of our household to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Everybody can agree with that. Your spouse, yourself, no, no issue there. That's, that's what both of you want. Now, how you are each going about it is very different, but that's what you want. So if you start with your right, and then the understanding is I wasn't really listening to you, mm. and let's look for, that's the third part, common ground. Mm. Let's look for what we can agree on. And often that means going to a, I don't like the word higher level, but a, a broader view, if you will, of the mm -hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. So we're not picking at, you spent too much on, I don't know, lattes. And, well, if you'd quit going out to lunch, whatever. Right. We're not picking at that. We're looking for where can we start that we agree on. And usually that settles everybody down inside. Because mm -hmm. now nobody's making anybody wrong. Right. I love that. Yeah. I love that idea, too, because I think sometimes we get so stuck in the weeds on the one infraction that offends us and we fail mm -hmm. to look at the ultimate larger macro goal that you were just talking about. Like we're talking about being able to afford our lifestyle. We're not really mm -hmm. arguing of whether or not you can have a latte or not. Um, right. You know, the latte might be a place that can be cut or it might be completely inconsequential because you're, we're spending, you know, extra money on something else that, neither of us even use, or maybe we have a subscription right. to something that we don't use and you can have right. your latte, but we're, we get lost in the weeds sometimes. I, I love that idea of finding that common ground. And the other thing is we have to remember that we're talking about spouses. Right. We're talking about people who actually want to be together. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's not like, you know, you, you have one political opponent and your neighbor across the street has another. You don't really care if you ever have common ground. But you, you talk about your household. You talk about your marriage. Believe me, you want common ground. Right. And right. the more you can find to agree on, the easier the rest of the argument, and I don't even want to call it that anymore, the discussion will be. Because then, as you pointed out, Steve, then when you get into the weeds, you're not blaming anybody for the latte or the whatever. You're actually looking for, okay, how do we get our finances, our family finances back into a healthy place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I love, um, 
Oh shoot. I just lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I just, yes, I love the fact that you bring up the, I just remembered that, that it is your spouse, that you are on the same team. And, uh, you know, I, I recognize that some couples handle their finances differently, but for the most part, I would say the majority of them, it's a communal thing. And so, um, you're, you're all working from the same bank account. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it's the same thing so that people don't think we're, our listeners don't think we're just talking about money. The same thing applies to how you raise your children mm-hmm. or to a decision about getting a new puppy or anything, anything that requires the couple to come to a comfortable place between the two of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That, no, that's a, that's a great point to uh, make there. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's, I mean, I, I, you've already given us some tools. Um, do you have any techniques, uh, or other tools, I guess, for how to proceed once you've, uh, hit on something that could be a good common ground to start from? Yes, absolutely. And one of them is, you know, one of my favorites It's called yes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I, can I just tell you right now, I have told, uh, that re- about replacing, but with, and, uh, and the yes. And about three times in the past two weeks. <laughs> oh, how funny. <laughs> yeah. Cause it is, it's so good. It's like such a powerful, simple switch that you can make. I love it. And the reason it is so powerful is it doesn't make the other person wrong. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. Too often we have this notion that if we're in an argument, that the other person has to be wrong mm-hmm. somehow. No, they don't. And that's where yes and comes into play. So, yes, I see your point. And I'd like to to consider my point. Mm-hmm. It's not, yes, I see your point, but mine's better. <laughs> that's, right. that's where yes and is so powerful. Can I ask and a the qu- other one? Sorry, can I ask a quick question about that? Sure. Um, so, the... The yes and versus the yes but my point is better. There's there's some feel goods that go along with that but. How do we tamp that down so we don't look for that like jolt of like I don't know ego boost of like huh look at how smart I am. Well, I would say to put it crudely, put on your big boy, your big girl <laughs> pants, and get your ego out of the way. Okay. I mean, I'd want to, you, I, if I do it, I give myself a mental slap and I go, Noel, really? Really? Are we still at that level? Mm. It okay. means adulting. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Like grow yourself up already. What's wrong? If you would like an ego boost, I don't know. Go pet your dog. They'll, they'll love you no matter what you're doing. Very true. You know, find it somewhere else. <laughs> okay. I like it. Second, no, that's great. I, yes. The second one, which is uh, quite related, is fair enough. So someone makes a point that you don't, you don't, your you know, spouse makes a point that you don't totally agree with, or you you're not sure, or whatever. Mm. But you can see the sense of it. Uh huh. So you go, fair enough. It means I'm thinking about what you're saying. You're saying isn't stupid. Yeah. It's maybe not what I believe or what I think, but okay, I see you have thought this through. It's respectful. Yeah. I, w- one thing that I want to add really quick to all this is uh, there's listening that's happening in this process, because I don't think you can do this communicating that you're discussing without actively listening because correct. S- 
so much of one of the first steps, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum in other episodes and whatnot, but so much of what happens is you will get into a discussion, particularly with your spouse. And when we're talking about these ongoing arguments is you've heard it before, which means that you're not listening. And instead you're already thinking up your new clever comeback as opposed to what they're actually saying, which makes the, this follow-up process more difficult because you're not, you're not really hearing anything. Right. Well, and that's why one of the first points I made as we started this podcast is once you've said, you're right, and they go, are you mocking me? Or it's, it's implied. Is it? No, I realized I wasn't fully listening to you. Yeah. See, that's the ground rule. That's, that's the, the base. That's where you have to be starting from. And train yourself to fully listen throughout the discussion. You're right, Steve, because once that fails, all else fails. Mm. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you brought that back around. Um, well, I'm the sorry. thing is, yeah. people, don't, people aren't aware, for the most part, you can train yourself to be a better listener. Part of that is learning when you're listening to anybody, the, the, the barista, your colleague, your coworker, your kid. It doesn't matter. Whenever you're listening to anybody, instead of formulating your next point or what you have to say or whatever, listen for what else could they tell me about that? Mm. And a great follow-up is simply tell me more. Mm-hmm. I, that, yeah. Then you're, you're learning, you're training yourself. Am I listening? One one of the things that I constantly tell myself, and I know because I'm constantly <laughs> jumping in, but we don't do this with video, so I don't know when you're actually stopping talking. So I try to sometimes jump in to fill the gaps. But um, in in like a face to face conversation, one of the things that I constantly tell myself is, uh, and and I, I I read this somewhere else, but it was shut up, just just shut up, just listen. Just shut up and listen. Just shut up and listen. Yeah. When they're talking, just yeah. shut up and listen. Don't. You, I, I don't have to tell them my every thought that happens when they're talking. And no, you do not. And I love the follow, like you having that active process of following up with, oh, what else could I learn, or what else could they tell me about this, or what other right. experiences they have. So, that's that's a really great tip. I love that. Yep. Yep. Boy, your spouse will just go to heaven if you start saying, tell me more. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. Um, you will, when you start doing this, I think, that's the thing that you will, I, I think you'll recognize. Um, I'm talking to all the listeners because I know you know this. People have a lot to say and people want to be heard. And it's such a rare or maybe not rare, but it's not as frequent as I think most of us think it is or hoped it would be. And so when somebody sits down and truly listens to you, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with um, people talking about an, another person that I know who is a, a phenomenal listener. And every single person is just like, it's like they... I mean, you just feel like you're their best friend. They know you so well. And it's like, because they listen, that's it. Like they have just mastered the art of listening. And it just seems so personal when you take that interest to ask, what else, you know, what, tell me more. That's so interesting. I would love to hear more. Yep. Um, 
Was there anything else that you wanted to add to, uh, I mean, you've given us magical words today, so I wanted to know if there's any other magical things that you wanted to, to say before we wrap this episode up. No, but thank you very much for the opportunity to do this because, um, in my book, these are really important tools. Thank and my book too. <laughs> Uh, and, and you're very welcome. Um, and it is it is our pleasure and honor to, to have you on and share your insights. And hopefully um, our listeners find it as helpful as uh, I do. So um, thank you so much for your time, Noelle. It is always a pleasure and look forward to doing this again very soon. And congratulations on the new COVID book. So we'll be looking out. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. And uh, before we go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad when we are allowed to travel abroad, <laughs> is the author of many, many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. Um, and as Noelle mentioned at the top, she has a new book out on uh, what we can do now that, uh, you know, in the aftermath of the COVID-19 world. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I will link to it in the um, in the show notes and you can find this information on noelle's website noellenelson.com and we will have a follow-up on that topic uh, in a bit so keep an eye out for that as well so uh thank you so much and that's going to do it until next time take care everybody Now we know it's